Are you ready? I feel yes. like this is like a DX intro. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Hit it. Yeah. That spooky season, David. It is. It's and a perfect actually, hot season. We actually have a special guest tonight, Gary. Uh oh. Do you see? <laughs> oh my God! It's Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> That's right. That's. Have uh, you seen the little puppet with the mustache? What's that puppet's name? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. Floyd Mayweather. I can't. Oh, remember. I gotta That's look what it you up. Look like. <laughs> well, it's part of my uh, Halloween oh, costume. I'm actually Are you dressing up as Gary. Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> yeah. So this is, a, yeah. I'm dressing up as uh, the guy, the lead singer of National Barks. You're, but nobody's going to know who you are. That's the funny part about it. I'm not going I trick mean, or treating. No, I'm just going no to a offense. party with everyone that knows him. So it'll be funny. He's got a way better mustache than that. I know I've been working on it for this is six months of uh, growth for the people uh, that can't see us because we're not doing video. I have a mustache. I think I've been, it's actually like a mustache mustache. It's actually only been maybe a week. So I think I might keep it. This might be permanent. I don't know how I feel about this. Honestly, I kept the little like flavor saber too. little soul this, patch. Yeah. I kind of like Can it. Can I say Soul Patch? Is that? I'm not. Is it? Yeah. Culturally the, appropriating uh, anything? No. Just mustaches. I don't think anybody is against mustaching. But I was just finishing my pre-show beer right before we got on here. You have, you're have you having a pre-show beer and then a beer yes. during the show. Yes. I had to Are get warmed same up. Same beer? No. Same, uh, same beer, like. Uh, general family. It's like a darker malty beer. Is it a? Were you drinking a natural fright? No, that sounds delicious though. Actually, no, it doesn't. <laughs> oh man, I was drinking a twisted tea, Gary. You caught me. <laughs> hey, I was, peanut I, butter I, and jelly flavor. Oh god, that sounds awful. <laughs> that is that sounds a flavor? Awful. No, it, that would be a good flavor. It, it is one thousand percent a fucking beer flavor. I know that. Uh, I've had peanut butter. I actually have a peanut butter and jelly beer in my fridge right now. Yep. And guess it's what, called, folks? Spoiler alert. It doesn't taste like peanut butter or jelly. It is called brown bagging it. I think or brown bagging. <laughs> That's not what that means. <laughs> it's a play on. Uh, well, you, you, you've had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich before and put it in a brown you know, lunch sack. True before, story. Right? Contrary to popular belief, yeah, my full figured form. I don't like peanut butter and jelly. I thought you were going to say you've never had one. No, I don't like. I don't like how. So I'm a, and I know people are dying to learn about us. 
Like they're really. <clears throat> What's your go coming. go to sandwich? Turkey. Um, turkey. No, I mean I like peanut, peanut butter. butter sandwiches, but I don't like the jelly because it makes the like. I've tried the trick where you put peanut butter on both sides and jelly in the middle. It just it's a texture thing, and I'm not a. I'm very mm. particular when it comes to textures of things. You know what people? You eat cottage cheese. Yeah. See, don't do that. Oatmeal? I saw someone online did a, it was peanut butter and apple pie filling sandwich. Like just a filling? Never, just a just filling. Yeah, filling. Like no, no, be... no apples. Just a... But it has like the, the apple pie filling has like, like actual apples in it, right? Or is well, the, I mean, there's like the filling the and chunks, then you put the, right? the apple in it. Oh, this had like it was like chunks of apple. Like, if you ever so got strawberry nice. filling, and it's just the like the. Bless you. Oh, I'm allergic to apples. <laughs> um, but it's just the gelatin. It's just like the, and I assume that's oh. the apples. Well, well, this looked like it had know. maybe it was peanut butter, apple pie filling, and apple. But Man. peanut butter and apple is delicious. You ever put a peanut butter on an apple? Have you ever eaten yes, an apple? I have. Uh, what's your favorite kind of apple? Uh, I like the uh, the green ones. Yeah, me too. Granny Smith. Yeah, they're they're a little too crunchy. Typically, like I know apple, of course, is crunchy, but what the fuck does they're that on the mean? they're on like the the uber crunchy. Yeah, like it's like sometimes it hurts to eat it. I've soft soft teeth, Gary. <laughs> Well, you're five minutes into the Beers and Beers podcast. As you can tell, I'm Gary. We are off the rails already. Sorry, my mustache is distracting Gary. Gorgeous, newly facial haired up, freshly birthdayed up. I got to get some beer doctors, uh, mustache octane. They, beard octane's running the sale right now. Let's get this out of the way. Go to beardoctane.com forward slash. Or I'm sorry, promo code beers beards ten. Right now in their balm, butter, and oil. Pumpkin. Pumpkin spice. Oh, I want that. Oh God. Could you imagine I put a little bit on my upper lip? I just smell it all day. Do that. Walk walk on the east side. And it's like I mean you'll have to just you'll be beating women off the stick. They'll have their leggings on and maybe like a little flannel, their Ugg boots, their yep. Starbucks. So yeah, that that just launched yesterday, or three days ago, depending on when you listen to this. This week, yeah, I found that most people, the biggest chunk of our listens come like the day we, like we have those that group that just like okay. It's new. We're going to listen to it. And then nobody listens the rest of the week. Yeah. So I try to remind people. We're going to start posting six days a week, six 20 minute clips. <laughs> we're just going to take one episode and release it. We'll just cut it off right in the, we won't even cut it off like in a good spot. It'll just be mid, mid word. Yeah. Like right now. Yeah. Right now. We're not 20 minutes in yet. This would be a short episode. Yeah. So your birthday, you turned. Yeah. 19, 20, I don't remember how old are you now? 20, 20 and a half on my birthday. <laughs> 20 and a half. <laughs> Did you get your letter to Hogwarts? Yes. I have to go to, uh, I was never a big Harry Potter person, but I've read the first th- three. Mm-hmm. 
Um, what about the movies? Well, see, I read the first three, and I was watching the movies right after, and I hate the third movie. It's so... What is the third movie? Uh, uh, the one where... Um, what's it? It's his uncle. They find out that it's... Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban? Yes, Prisoner of Azkaban. What's his... Ser- Sirius Black. Yeah. Um, but the the book is really good, and it's the first one, and I, I recognize this because I read the book and then immediately watched the movie. They cut out a lot out of the movie from the book. The first two movies were almost exactly like the books and they tried to make it really artsy. Like the movies. uh, Yeah. The, the third movie. And I noticed the guy that directed the third movie didn't direct any of the other ones. So yeah, maybe, uh, maybe he got, uh, he got the can. I'm a, uh, Deathly Hallows fan. They split into two movies. But the last one felt more adultish. Like people were dying and shit, and I was I was all about that life. Yeah. Like you gotta admit though, when Snape spoiler alert if you don't know your Harry Potter, when Snape kills Dumbledore, you're like, oh my god, that motherfucker. Yeah. And it all comes full circle, and you're like, well, okay. But enough yeah. about Harry Potter because we're. I mean, I'm 41. <laughs> People are turned. dropping off. Like, yes, you you turn into a uh, beer and beard, bourbon beard podcast to listen to us talk about Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> listen, every <laughs> if you're a regular listener, you know the first 15 to 20 minutes, it's whatever whatever we got on our minds. And Just what's on my mind right now, David, is what you requested immediately on your birthday after you ran. What'd you run? Three quarters of a mile, mile and a half, <laughs> uh, fourteen miles. God, I still gonna have you checked out mentally after this. That was but you day. wanted, like day for your birthday, yeah. the yeah. quintessential <laughs> birthday meal, meal. It's the birthday meal requested by the masses: a fucking beef and cheddar from Arby's. And I got it. Did you get curly fries? Yeah. The thing is, so. <laughs> I was so lazy. It's also it's my birthday, and I had a, a coupon that I ordered it from Uber Eats. That was a mis- don't ever order fast food from delivery service. Well, it's not available in my well, little town. Yeah, um, and because th- I I always forget. There's one like relatively close to me, and I forgot August. about that one. Yeah, and I forgot about it. I was like, I don't want to drive all the way out to where the other one is, so maybe I'll just. Uber, you know, Uber Eats. I had a coupon and had a, I think it was $20 off of 25. You know how hard it is to spend $25 at Arby's? No, I have a family of four. That's, oh, well, that's true. You know, I've, I rarely buy just for myself. Yeah. I have a wife that doesn't eat meat. So I'm like, I ordered seven curly fries. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, what the, I ordered those, uh, hot ham and cheeses on the dollar menu. I'll be like, I have 17 hot ham and cheeses. <laughs> No, I ordered the the beef and cheddar. I got I splurge and I got the large one, and that was way too much. You I, are was, such a pansy, David. It just was not the ratio of cheddar to beef was not enough. Too much beef, not enough cheddar. Yes. As for I wanted cheese, it. You don't. You're obviously not schooled in how to order fast food. I also could have ordered two regular size ones. I guess right. Yeah. And then I ordered cheese Arby's sticks, sauce on there, and they didn't—they didn't give them to me. Yes, I put Arby's sauce on there, 
And then I went to a diatribe to my wife after of, you know, cause I'm the uh, analytical person. And I said that I like the, cause I used to work at Arby's. I don't know if you knew that or not. I didn't. Um, they used to put red ranch on the beef and cheddar. That was the only sandwich that the red ranch sauce came on and it sucked. And they stopped carrying it, and it, beef and cheddar cheddar doesn't have that anymore. So now, you put the Arby sauce on there, a little bit of horsey sauce, just a little, not a lot. I don't like too much horseradish, but yeah, just a I mean, little. it comes on only zero thing. other fucking sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, is there any other like destination for what else do you put horseradish on? Write us <laughs> on. There's gonna Instagram. be some weirdo. No offense. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, bitch. I put it you on baloney. I put it on everything. PB and PB and horseradish. PB and J and horse. Yeah. All right. Anyway, do you know, yes. Do you I know what is? A tr- let's let's get into. Also got some pierogies. They were delicious. <sighs> you know, I think I've had those. I've had them like one time. Not from I, Arby's. No, not from Arby's. <laughs> but I've um. They, they don't. I mean, it's not something I would go out my way to order. I don't think. Aren't they appetizers? Uh, they can be. They can be yeah. like a main main dish too. Yeah. Um. But so you're you're older. You're turning in this new chapter of your life. You're about to run a marathon on Halloween, right? Yes. Or is it the day before Halloween. It's on Halloween. Um. What does that leave for the next year? Because you're starting off. In the After first that. month, you're knocking you're knocking off a marathon. Surely to God, your quest for what like you can say you did it and not just yeah. Surely you don't want to do it for fun anymore, right? No, I'm not planning on doing any more mar- marathons. I am planning on doing Gary a fun run triathlon. <sighs> that that can... steps it up. Whole nother. Won't you just me do an and, Iron me Man? and Nick Diaz? No. Did I say Mick Diaz? (laughs) (laughs) His cousin, Mick Diaz. Um, Uh, No, I'm not doing an Ironman. It's like a sprint triathlon. It's You swim, I think it's 750 meters. You bike 20K, which is like 12 miles, and then run a 5K. And an Ironman is you run a full marathon. Yeah, you swim swim two miles, (laughs) which... I don't know that I could swim two miles and then bike. I, I think the I bike is like 120 miles. miles. And then the, and then the, uh, then run a marathon. Damn. I, 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 I don't have, I would never be able to do that. It's cause you're a pussy. I know. With all due respect. If, if you say it with all due respect, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, it means I respect <laughs> you. Yes. No, I, uh, I don't think I'm going to be doing any Ironmans, but I do want to do a triathlon. Um, and I'll probably run. I think that half marathon is my distance. Cause that's you like, you feel like you're weights. Yeah. I do look like, weights like gaining muscle. Yeah. Instead of looking like a little, you look like Nick Diaz's little cousin that rides. I got my, I got my, I got my eight pound weights. You got a, David has a shake weight. <laughs> <laughs> I got. Oh the, God! No, I haven't been really doing anything else. That's like why. Well, this time last year, you had a personal uh, trainer. 
Yeah. You were taking D ball and, and Winstraw and, you know, <laughs> but I haven't done anything else. Uh, like I've, I've done like two other workouts other than running since July, because if you drop down right energy. now, how many pushups could you do? Four. <laughs> no, I could do like in, without stopping. Yeah. You want to see me? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I could do, save that for bonus content. I could do twenty to twenty-five. Okay, okay. I think. All right. I'm I don't all, have I'm, shoes on too, so that's does that is it hard? It's harder to do without shoes on. I don't know. Um, I want to put a goal out there, and I want our listeners to get behind this. I want you to win an arm wrestling competition next year. Against, I could do like teen division. If you shave that mustache off, you're back to 17. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You look almost like a young, I don't know, Fidel Castro. I'm trying to think who's got the, <laughs> you got like the, who's or you could be, uh, oh, what's the bad guy's name? Johnny Ringo. You look like a little Johnny Ringo right now. Who's Johnny Ringo? From Tombstone? This podcast is fucking over. It the, the, was a good run. Ringo. If you've never seen Tombstone, no. Oh my god, From David. A, like an old West outlaw. Yeah, I do kind of look like him. Johnny Ringo's the bad guy. Doc Holliday kills him. Spoiler alert! But yeah, I was gonna watch the Johnny Ringo. Well, you need to. comedy hour. I'll be your Huckleberry. I watch that. So many good one-liners in that. So many good quotes. Yeah, What's I was talking with a coworker said? today. He had never seen Full Metal Jacket. I've seen that. Yeah, and if you if you've never seen it, I recommend just watching the first half. Second half, <laughs> yeah, but it's like two different movies. It's like they're yeah. like, oh, we still have, we still have tape, we still have uh, you know tape that we can use. Like we still have budget. Let's well, I think throw. the this is the movie review section. We're gonna, yeah. This is going to be a staple. But I think Stanley Kubrick's deal was he wanted to show what the Vietnam War was really like. And it was that you train these people to kill people, and then you sent them over there, and they did nothing. Or, you know, or there was like a, yeah. it was a lot of downtime, a lot of you know prostitutes and playing cards and stuff like that. Yeah. But Private Joker gets into – you know, he, he has to actually do some stuff and, but it's, that part sucks. You want to watch it for Arlie Ermey as the drill sergeant who was like a consultant on the movie. And he did, he was a real drill sergeant and they're like, no, you just do it. And they said the only person they let like improvise on the script was him because he was so yeah. good at it. So I can imagine. Yeah. So there's that. Let's get into a serious topic here. And you put it in the outline, but I actually had a conversation at work about this today because I'm not, I don't know how unions work. I'm not, I'm not in that lifestyle and neither are you. So maybe we should have reached out to somebody to figure it. But as reported breaking news on this podcast, several episodes ago, the employees at heaven Hill distillery are on strike and it was some ungodly, like they were going to, have to work more hours, uh, lose benefit. It was something crazy. So they're on strike. Well, now heaven Hill is looking at hiring permanent replacements for these people that are on strike. 
Yeah, not even like, hey, until you guys come back, it's like, no, these are these are permanent. And I don't know if you're a, in a union that they can do that, right? Like they can't just replace you. Your union has a contract or has a deal with whoever. So that's what piqued my interest about that because one, every everybody on this planet is hiring right now. Yeah. These people want to work there. They just want to be treated better with, you know, up the standards a little bit. But like, if, if it's not good enough for them, who the fuck wants to go in there and work for like, go into that knowing you could read the news or listen to the beers and beards podcast and figure out this probably ain't the best working environment to go in there. Also, I could probably go to Walmart and make the same money and get a discount. Yeah. Not if people are, are striking for, it seems like it's pretty, like reasonable, like what they're, what they're asking for. Um, like give me two days off in a row, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I've not been in a union, but I have worked for a company that had a lot of union workers and Kroger's union, right? Yeah. Um, but it's also not like, it's not like one union for the whole company, the countrywide. It's regional, right? So every, Oh, area like they the have baggers like a have a union no, that, has a union it's uh i think it's mostly ufcw united food and culinary workers that was um, the name of my next mma promotion yeah <laughs> united fighting culinary workers yeah um yeah the so each area has a different um union right they might have one in cincinnati and one in atlanta and one in you know wherever but um, yeah, there's some, some crazy, not, and just not crazy in like a bad way, but just like when I worked for that company, it was always like anything that's, that seems you know weird or like, why do we do it this way? The answer is 99% of the time is a union. Right. And not that that's bad. It's just like, that's the way that it is. Right. That's the, what they've negotiated. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, you know unsettling that the company is is treating workers like this for from a heaven hill standpoint because heaven hill produces some of the you know biggest and best names in in the bourbon world right evan williams heaven Mm -hmm. or uh evan williams larceny obviously the heaven hill bourbon brands um but yeah it's i don't know hopefully they can come to uh, i mean I, i feel like they're gonna have a hard time finding Exactly. Replacement workers, like you said, that it, uh, especially in this environment, like it's hard, hard to find people like to, you know, to fill one or two positions, let alone 400, over yeah, 400 positions, 400 people. Yeah. So, yeah. Good luck. And listen, I, I think if you've listened to this podcast, you know, we are pro the bourbon working man. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not, what, you know, the famous quote, right? Uh, no. make a profit if you can take a loss if you must oh always yeah always make good bourbon yeah you know so always make fine bourbon yeah, yeah. that's pappy pappy van winkle so maybe they need to take heed of that because guess what there is no shortage of other fucking bourbons out there zero none yeah they there could is disappear. a shortage of pappy they, van winkle though right but heaven hill could disappear today and they're like no yeah i've been craving that heaven hill seven dollar fifth of that cheap ass bourbon you know anything gonna happen <laughs> yeah 
It's uh, and I'm actually I mentioned it last week, but I'm actually listening to a book right now called Bourbon Empire, and it talks about how bourbon has always been like that working man's drink, right? Even in the U.S., even when it's like when people try to make it fancy, it still is like, no, this is the the drink of the working man, right? And um, it's always been that quintessential, like the American drink, right? It's the one thing that we have that is considered native to a uh, native to the United States of America in terms of like alcoholic drink, right? We get beer from, you know, Europe and Germany and wine from France and vodka from Russia, but bourbon is, is ours. Um, it's actually more mine than yours. Yeah. I mean, ours is a country, right? Um, so yeah, that in Tennessee whiskey. Um, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but like I said, there's no, there's no way that I see Heaven Hill coming out publicly good in this by hiring what do they call them um, scabs, scabs. Yeah, and, and it's yeah, it's just bad. I mean, like I said, Heaven Hill could disappear today. Nobody's going to shed a tear for you, Heaven Hill. Right, and I think the reason that they're pushing. To, to hire these people is because they got to get stuff on the shelves, right? I mean, the supply chain right now is, is yeah, crazy. And that our next story mm-hmm. is, you know, retailers are saying, hey, if you want bourbon, like, hey, you want even like a Woodford Reserve or something that you, you know, hey, like this is the time of year. We talked about this last year, like starts to get cold. This is bourbon season, mm-hmm. right? It'll warm this your cockles. Yes. And now... If you want to get the stuff, even like, you know, mid tier and above retailers are saying now is the time to shop for the holidays. If you want to maker's mark at your uh, Christmas party to get your boss drunk, get it now. Do you think, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist here, but that's just like a marketing ploy. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, it's always, yeah. Cause it's like, it's the, you know, Black Friday starts earlier and earlier every year because it's like, it gives you more time to remember, you know, oh, I got to shop for this person and this person, this person. And if you buy bourbon now, gives you more of a chance to drink it. And then you need to buy some more on December 8th, right? Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I, got, I actually got my uh, in-laws coming and they don't drink bourbon, but I need bourbon to drink when they're there <laughs> to be able to deal with them, right? Not my in-laws. They're awesome. But maybe your in-laws. Maybe the... Uh, I like my in-laws. The, uh, Do you need bourbon for your in-laws? No. I like, I could, I like your in-laws, too. Yeah. Eric and Lisa. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out with them on Sunday. The day after my birthday, we went to some breweries. All right. So let's drink. David, I feel like since we've been on bourbon, I'm going to go first. And I feel like I'm buying or I bought, I I feel like I was marketed this. It's a very slim bottle. I know you can't see it, but I'm drinking Calumet Farms, straight Kentucky bourbon. There's no age on it. Yeah. Um, It's 90 proof. It's crafted from less than 50 barrels of premium Kentucky straight bourbon. And that's about it. It's a very cool bottle. It's was pricey. Um, 
not super pricey. I mean, it wasn't like a hundred dollars or anything, but it, in the bourbon category, it was, we'll see how it tastes, but this is, I got an eight year old. Not like the, uh, cause I've seen some of their bottles. They have like a wider bottle. Mm-hmm. This is a, a skinny bottle. Yeah. I said there was no age marking, but right in the middle, it says eight year old. Eight years. So uh, this is, remember, Beard Octane with the pumpkin spice. Beer's Beard's 10. I also have a craft bourbon for next week, so be on the lookout for that. Our good friend and fellow uh, bourbon aficionado, Michael Rigdon, picked it up for me, but he's out of the state in South Dakota hunting birds or something stupid. <laughs> birds? What kind of birds? birds? I don't know. I think they're going to dogs, too. They're hunting prairie dogs? Yeah. I didn't know people did that. Yeah. Wild dogs. All right. How many glugs are we going to put in this? Hold on. First of all, we're going to... Good cork pop. Smells like an eight-year-old bourbon, whatever that means. All right. Ready? See, they... they uh, The eight-year-old on their website, it looks like... Turning your let me see the the bottle that you have. Turning your camera. Hold on. Because it's not a tall. It's not. It's like a shorter, wider bottle, right? Stark, bitch. <laughs> this is great radio. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought you meant like a tall, skinny bottle. Okay. It's, I mean, look at it. The yeah, it's skinny from from front to back. It's not round. Did I say it was round? No. Oh, <laughs> I just I uh, that's like <laughs> putting words in my mouth. Yeah, this camera doesn't look too bad, does it? No. You look like you're about to play some Call of Duty. Why? Oh, the way I'm sitting. Yeah. Well, the, my computer's call. here, and then my microphone's here, so. Oh. Like Tim the Tatman. God damn, my face looks huge in this. <laughs> Tim the Tatman Taylor. Oh, Tim the Tatman. We talked about him last week. We did. He was a good guy. <laughs> His Cowboys hey. are five and one. He a cowboy. He's a Cowboys fan. Yeah, but he's from like upstate New York, so that makes no sense. All right, Calumet Farms. A little soft on the nose. Yeah, like it's this is ninety proof bourbon. It's not. Are you listening to me? Yeah, I'm trying to read. I'm reading the because uh, I got a funny, uh, funny that, tasting notes for you. That's what I'm gonna say. So give me the taste. No, let me drink it first. I don't want to <laughs> be influenced. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna be. In, you're not gonna get any of these uh, tasting notes. What do you get on it? I'm on. It's soft. It's. I mean. It does have like a little bit of vanilla. And I only say that because it probably doesn't really smell like vanilla, but it's lighter. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's not really strong. Is that <laughs> all right, let's let's down this see what we, see what we think. Ooh. Ooh, that's dangerous. Did you get any uh, 
uh, orange. Don't get much of nothing. To be honest, it tastes like bourbon. I mean, it tastes like bourbon, but it's it's. Oh, dude, I could drink a ton of this. I am surprised. Just go ahead, just go ahead and finish off the bottle. Just start drinking out of the bottle. <laughs> so, That's, so it doesn't yeah. have, like I can't tell you that it's not spicy. I can tell you that like it's not going to hit you with that Kentucky hug on the palate. It's it's so light and fast. Like I have nothing, no lingering. Like I, if somebody said, "Well, tell me about." Tell me what you thought about it. I was like, man, I just, it it tasted good for the two seconds it was in my mouth, but like it's honestly, it's it yeah. doesn't hit. I mean, it's eighteen percent rye, seventy four percent corn, and I don't get that. Do you know that uh, starchy taste on the yeah. corn? Mm-hmm. And it really comes out in young bourbon, but. But this, I don't get nothing None special about this. So here's the tasting notes. And I think this is for the for the original one, not the uh, eight-year, but still, it made me laugh, so I wanted to read it to you. Okay. This is from the Whiskey Wash. Uh, it says on the nose, initial wafts bring to mind orange cream popsicles with a ribbon of butterscotch layered throughout. <laughs> deeper, <laughs> deeper inhalations find a note of green bell pepper, however subtle, as well as a familiar aroma of squishy circus peanuts. And then vanilla and oak are traditionally present, yet only notable as a rounding finish to the to the nose. Did you get any circus squishy circus peanuts in there? Or green pepper, green bell pepper. Bourbon reviewers, get your shit together. Get your get it all close and get it together. Yeah. No bourbon on the fucking plate face of this planet is going to taste like circus peanuts. Get the fuck out of here with that. Are you serious? First of all, that's the worst tasting snack, oddball. Like, nobody, how many people you know buy circus peanuts? Like, oh man, you know what I got? I got me a five pound bag of circus peanuts. No, you didn't. You get them at like, they just show up. You don't even buy them. They just show up at your house. Yeah. Nobody's ever bought them. Yeah. All candy corn ever made was made in 1929. I mean, I I'm sorry, but that's just that's somebody with that has. I I have I'm not elegant with my words, but I feel yeah. like I'm giving you an accurate depiction. That's a soft bourbon. It's a quick hitter. It's not going to like light you up real bad. Yeah, it's dangerous because I feel like you could drink a lot of it and like you're. It's not going to overwhelm your palate or your throat. Yeah. And it maybe a little touch of vanilla on the nose. I can see what they're talking about on the finish, but it's just so soft all around. Yeah. That is a, you ready for this? Yeah. This is a four, four out of five bottles. Four bottles. All right. Four bottles, baby. We're going to put that on the top shelf. Also, if anybody's listening and they've got maybe a creative crafty way to build a bourbon shelf or, Something. I am running out of space. I'm at like yeah. 54 bottles of bourbon. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna offload like five or six for a retirement party. The good the good stuff, right? <laughs> they might think it's good. <laughs> yeah. So, 
we'll get you a uh if anybody needs to get Gary a, a gift or I don't even no 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 I don't want anybody to give it to of, me. I just yeah. want him to tell me what it like hey go to Etsy or get we gotta get you on Pinterest. Let's get a Pinterest started up. Just tell Abby. Pinterest.com slash beers and beards. Yeah. Um it's time for me to drink. I mean, I've already been drinking, but it's time for me to continue drinking. I'm gonna drink another uh, one of these with you as you drink. All right. It actually makes sense. So tonight your beer is brought to you by Rivalry Brews. Ten percent off with code MMA McKinney Gary, the Christmas beers are starting to show up already. It's October. There's a warm place in hell for all of you. <laughs> I know talking I, about Christmas before Halloween. I'm not I'm not drinking no Christmas beers. Adam December. Adam. Let's yeah. ease up on the Christmas marketing, all right, bro? <laughs> this hey, he's he gets what people send to him. So he uh anyway, this beer uh is from New Belgium, which actually, Gary, is a sellout brewery. They were sold to Kieran the other year ago, I think, which is Japanese whiskey conglomerate, right? And Sounds they right. have a beer that they've released. I think every year since 2018, it is called Oak Spire. It's a bourbon barrel ale. That Isn't that is... a gambling site? Maybe. No, 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 no. That's um, Twin Spires. Twin Spires. Yeah. So Oak Spire bourbon, bourbon barrel ale in collaboration with Four Roses. Oh, I like that bottle, dude. That's a That's so, a sleek bottle. The bottle is definitely what got me. And I never heard of this beer before even though it's supposedly is coming out every, every year since 2018. I don't really drink a lot of New Belgium. They Their main beer is called Fat Tire, which is a pale ale that they um, have. That's kind of like their flagship. Um, <laughs> it's Gary Flex's. But this is a bourbon barrel ale, and they used to collaborate with Knob Creek on this beer. Now it is with Four Roses, and I think it's because Four Roses is owned by the same parent company as New Belgium. But... uh and four roses is a little cheaper. <laughs> yeah, this clocks in at nine percent alcohol. Ooh, and it actually says big so it's, boy status. It's not aged in bourbon barrels. It's aged on oak spirals and bourbon barrel char, which I'm like, I never heard of that before. Who who cut the char out of the barrel? So what? The, here's what they did. They had some barrel staves and they poured the beer over it. Um, prop most likely. It doesn't sound like it was aged in actual bourbon barrels. Just as a note, if you're wanting to buy this beer, so like on the nose. No, just as a note, if you think that oh. it's like, I think people. It says bourbon barrel ale too, so it's not. I mean, like it like is a part of a bourbon barrel, but it's not. I mean, I, it's not aged in bourbon barrels. I don't know. Anyway, stir it with the stave. <laughs> it says. Again, here's the the line: aged ale aged on oak spirals and bourbon barrel char. I don't know how they get the char. They throw some charcoal in there. They just like and shave the... it off onto it. <laughs> anyway, so it doesn't smell like like normally a barrel aged <clears throat> beer. You can smell the barrel, you know, the bourbon flavor, the bourbon notes right on the beer. Mm-hmm. I don't get much of that on here at all. Let's give it a sip. Once again, that's rivalrybrews.com, code MMA McKinney for now. Adam, yeah. you've never reached out to me. I'm hurt. <laughs> um, 
Call me. Yeah. <laughs> so this beer for a bourbon barrel or whatever bourbon beer is very underwhelming of on the bourbon, bourbon side. It's I not. Mean, like I said, they poured they it probably, over a stave into the into the can. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking they did because I get very little like oakiness. It tastes like a high alcohol ale. Not a great one at that. I almost get like some apple on there. Like, let me try it again. Got them apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. I mean, it's okay as a beer. It's not. Wait, hold on. I don't know in the history of this podcast you've ever not liked any beers. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, don't I feel like say... you dislike it, but I just feel like you're not. It's you're not feeling it. Yeah, I mean, I was expecting. I don't know. I kind of have my hopes up for this one. I was expecting greatness, not necessarily greatness, but um, I want to get that. You, you this also is like I think fifteen dollars for. I didn't buy a six pack. I only bought one, but I think it's a fifteen dollars six pack. So a, listen, yeah, I'm, over I'm just saying in forty dollar bourbons and you buy <laughs> every. A I'm just saying it's a more. Bottle. It's a more. It's a higher price tag for a beer than you would expect. And I'm saying, hey, I want something a little bit higher quality, and it, this it just isn't doing it for me. Um, I'm gonna give this. I would give this about two bottle caps, and it wow. comes in a bottle. Which you know how often I drink a beer out of a bottle. Uh-huh. Like there's not that not that not that many beers left that come in a bottle. It's all cans, but can shortage, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I I want some. I want more out of this. Try, let me try it again. Let me see if it's still. Right, Karen. New Belgium, if you're listening, I would probably like that beer. <laughs> I want to talk to New Belgium's manager. <laughs> oh, um, this is legit. Yeah. I saw a picture. I thought it was a meme, but Anheuser Busch is adding natural fright limited edition natural light cans. Really? Yeah. Scary. I mean, um, the limited edition will contain the same beer, just more spooky. Oh, they're black. I like those cans. Uh, it's got like the, 4.2% uh, ABV as well as 95 calories and 3.2 grams of carbs per 12 That's ounces. Right. That's low carb really for a beer. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're on natural a diet, light. Natural, natural light's the way to go. Yeah. People with this, uh, if you're on a budget, people with the Michelob Ultra natural lights, where it's at, yeah. So, interesting. What are you dressing up as for Halloween? So, we we kicked around, uh, the the shark family, yeah. I saw what your daughter, your daughter is a teenager, so she is going to be her own thing. And I saw what she's going to be, it's awesome costume. And I, I don't really know how she gets the like, how does she know who that who that is? So she's into like for Halloween, she was somebody from hairspray. She's one of the girl go. She's into like obscure, but recognizable yeah. Halloween costumes. And I think my wife actually recommended Daria. Yeah. Which, that's, you, that was on MTV when I was like watching MTV in the heyday, you had Beavis and Butthead. You had yeah, Daria, like, yeah. Eon Flux. They had a whole animation like hour 
animation domination, they called it. That's no, that's Fox on Sundays <laughs> with the Simpsons. And King of the Hill. Yeah. Which is coming back. Did you see that? I don't I've not seen evidence that that's coming back. It's on the Wikipedia page for King of the Hill. So you probably put it on there. I yeah. <laughs> Gary, did you see what would you do if you had one point one billion dollars? I would live stream eighteen hours a day of my life. Of just me being me. Taking a yeah. shit. Watching dumb videos on Facebook. I would just it'd be like TV. The, be like the Truman show. Or Ed yeah. did you ever watch Ed TV? I did watch Ed TV. You ever watch Mr. Ed? No. Do you know what Mr. Ed is? Horse, right? A talking horse, David. Yeah. A talking horse. Um Rob Zombie, since it's almost Halloween, mm-hmm. is doing a live I think it's live action of the Munsters. Did you ever watch the Munsters? I did. People called me Eddie Munster because of my haircut most of the time growing up. I had the flat top. I didn't have the widow's <laughs> peak, but so I look like Eddie Munster. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I I mean I grew up like the Munsters, um Beverly Hillbillies, like that whole Nick at night. Yeah. Was just looking back, like if it was current time, we'd be talking about shows from the eighties. But for then, you know, it was like late I mean, 60s, I watched early seventies. Yeah, Green Anchors. Did you watch that? Green TV Land. Is the place to be. Fun living. Go on, this is, bro. <laughs> this is my jam. I can do this all night. You watch Dragnet. Anyway, the <laughs> uh, Gummer Pile. Yeah, yep. He was in the army, right? Or is he in, was he in the army? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a uh, Jim Neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Spinoff of is he uh, dead? Andy Griffith. Yeah, probably. <laughs> R.I.P. or not R.I.P. If he's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the monsters is awesome. But anyway, the Uber, so we had a billion dollars. One point one a billion's not gonna. It's not enough. They bought Gary, your favorite alcohol delivery service, mm-hmm. Drizzly. I've never Think about used this. It. Drizzly didn't exist five years ago. Yeah, right. Like we're talking about these new this new era. Uber didn't exist ten years ago. Yeah, like who would have thought? There's a whole TV show about taxi cabs. Multiple. There was Taxi. Yeah, with Danny DeVito about running a taxi business. There's taxi cab confessions <laughs> and now, there's I mean, a, you know what's the, uh, what's the trivia show where they do taxi, uh, um, Oh, it's taxi. Uh, what is it called? Cash cab. Yeah. Cash cab. You're in the cash cab. There's the guy, the, um, like the private eye that ran a taxi. What's the name of that show? I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, that, but, the thought of running a taxi with your own car never crossed anybody's mind. Yeah. And now they're worth a fucking trillion dollars. The only still, person that can buy out Uber is Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. Right. Fuck, but why the, do we think of these things, David? You're a smart dude. Drizzly. And so you think like Drizzly, okay, what it is? It's 
you know, Uber already does, you know, Uber Eats and they do Uber, of course, and they do Uber, you know, they take dogs to people's work, mm-hmm. you know, rescue dogs or whatever, if you need that, if that's your thing. Um, but the, the, the brilliance of Drizzly is they actually, because of alcohol laws, they had to develop these relationships with all of these uh, local retailers in each state and had to, you know, the labyrinth of alcohol laws in the U.S. had to figure out you know, the, even the legality of, you know, delivering not just beer, but also wine and liquor. That's the key right there, right? What, so if, you're you're, the, what if you're like a 16-year-old and you're like, bro, I'm going to hit this drizzly up one time, see if, <laughs> just see if it works? That's, I mean, I feel like I would definitely... Of course you would. Bro, we used to fucking poor people up in front of the gas station, give them a couple bucks. <laughs> this is such a trick. The, the modern day version, which we do not condone on this show. Hey, I'm an uh, entre- hey if you want to be an entrepreneur, get the yeah. homeless guy to buy you some drinks. <laughs> but they, they, you know, got all these relationships with local retailers across the U.S. And that's really what the value of Drizzly is, right? Not that it's a like Uber. It was the the technology of Uber, right? Because it's hey, you know. But Drizzly, it's I think the relationships. Like, there's no Uber already has that technology of like we can they can put I think Drizzly into the Uber app now and just say, boom, you want alcohol, yeah. you want a car, you want a car with alcohol, you want a car with a, a burrito in it for Uber Eats. Man, I'm gonna get. Dude, we need an Uber for prostitutes. Boober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew someone that came. We're up looking with for that, angel investors wasn't. right now. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, for if prostitutes. you tell me that's not your original, uh, it, no, it idea. was actually something similar, but maybe slightly more legal. So Uber with all female drivers. But they just drive with no shirt on. And that's Boober. I'm into it. B U B R. Or B O O B R. David was looking for investors. He was going to start actually a house of ill repute, right? Like yes. you were going to have, we'll call it maybe a burlesque house, maybe, I don't know, a den of sin, but he couldn't <laughs> raise enough money. So he's going to have to run it by hand for the first. I almost took a, I almost did a spit take. I knew you were, I knew you were going somewhere <laughs> with that. Oh, I need yeah. some more bourbon, bro. Oh, so 1.1 billion for basically Drizzly. for the relationship of Drizzly and the retailers. Yes. What I found, and I think you agree with this on a more serious note is Drizzly is a amazing metric of the trends and what people are buying. Like yes. I remember. We, yeah. In our first one of our first ten episodes, we were ranking what you know what, what bourbons were on the top ten because we needed content. Yeah, and I remember them saying like, in a twenty four hour period, a bottle of Tito's they were selling one bottle of Tito's every five minutes for like twenty four hours straight. The equivalent yeah. of that, like the the volume of Tito's. What are you yeah. reading? I was reading the, uh, they had a $5 promo code that I missed out on through October 17th. I could have, I could have had a, so got some wine coolers for my birthday. 
little Bartles and Jane. Yeah. Do you think wine coolers will ever make a comeback? Can you still buy them? Like seltzer, I mean they they exist, but do you think is seltzer like, is it dropping? Is it like bottoming out right now? I mean, it's not. It's I think that it's not lapping the numbers that it did last year, but nothing is. I mean, the demand from twenty twenty will never be. I'm not never matched, but like the spike and the the difference of like overnight things went to, you know, from on fully, you know, on premise, not fully on premise, but you couldn't go to a bar, right? And people right. are still going to drink the same, if not more. You're just buying package. Like I bought more packaged alcohol in 2020 than I probably had the previous five years combined. Cause I'm not going to bars. I'm not going to breweries. And the thing that perfectly aligned with that is seltzer, right? Cause seltzer is comes in a convenient package. That's how Seltzer. 90, 99% of seltzer is probably sold in cans, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not buying it. You're not going to the bar and saying, hey, give me a draft of that, you know, White Claw peach, right? Wait, who? We just talked about this. Who had the seltzer on tap? Truly had Truly, a seltzer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they had like, unfl- so it's unflavored and you're supposed to add the flavor to it, right? <laughs> Bitch, I ain't trying to do my homework here. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, the, I mean, most of it's sold in packaging. You're like, oh, you know, I've been drinking, you know, 17 beers a night. I better cool down. And I better drink. go with 13 seltzers. Yeah, 13, <laughs> 13 seltzers. And it's just easy. You get that. You get a mixed pack of you get four flavors and one, right? You got a little bit of a of a, um, a, a variety there. And it, it was the perfect pandemic drink, right? You're like, ah. I want to drink a lot, but only have it be like a hundred calories for each one. And it, it just isn't matching that now, right? It's not lapping those crazy numbers from last year, but I don't think it's going away by any means. I think the big thing, and we've talked about this a lot is the rise of a, there's a billion different seltzer brands. Now everyone's coming out with the seltzer. And the big thing I think going forward is can cocktails right the moscow mules the mm-hmm. uh you know the uh what are the what's the cut water spirits and the um all the you know stuff like that that's that i think is kind of the next frontier of what we're going to see in the next couple of years the people want not beer not necessarily seltzer they want like hey i want a mixed drink but i don't want to mix a drink. I want it to be right. I want my rum and Coke to already be. <laughs> I want it to already. Drink. Yeah. I'm not trying to put off any, <laughs> I'm not trying to buy two things, rum and Coke. Yeah. I want my, yeah. Or the, and they still want it to be like the, the canned cocktails are five to, you know, 7% alcohol typically. And it's easy. Boom, bang. You know, you're in, you're at a party, you're at home, whatever. You don't think about it. Pour it over ice. You're good to go. I'll still be drinking beer and bourbon. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you had bourbon? Uh, when is the last time I had bourbon? I don't know. Couple of. Uh, I'm trying to think. I had some bourbon on Angie's birthday, like last weekend. Had an old fashioned cocktail on. 
uh, draft mm. at a local place. An old fashioned draft. draft. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 just stand sideways. Just lay over on your side, and then you'll be good. <laughs> oh, there's like a latency. Which camera do you think is better? I always think my phone camera is better. Your phone camera. Uh, anyway, then we don't need to be. I apologize. <laughs> I was just testing it out. We'll cut that out. No, <clears throat> we won't. <clears throat> I don't know if I've ever cut anything out. I always love podcasts that's like, oh, we'll, we'll edit that in post, and they, they never do. <laughs> Just funny to say it. Nadav, bleep these names. Yeah. Just search for. Uh, yeah. So Natural we got one fright, more. Huh? Yeah, one more beer sto- story here. Yeah. And this is we're talking billions too. Right. I put this in. This was more of a story last week. So this is my neck of the woods. And I have Middle, family from Middletown. Middletown, the hometown of J.D. Vance. The Here hometown what? of uh, Chris Carter. Yeah. Um, But they are trying to do this huge development in Middletown, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, called Hollywoodland. And right in the footprint of Hollywoodland is one of the local Middletown breweries, Roll, Rolling Mill Brewery. We say Hollywoodland. What? What's is it like a theme park? It's a theme park. It's a uh, ho- hotel and attached publicly owned convention center. Wow. A hotel and second hotel and water park. A so like a King's hotel. Island, Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah. Experience in Middletown. Which Indoor is- entertainment and concert venue for a large nationally and internationally acclaimed artist. Not Travis Tritt. An indoor amusement park. I was just going to say that because they would play, <laughs> only if they don't require masks. Well, it's Ohio. They're not going to require masks. Yeah. Uh, structured uh, uh, deck-based parking. Will there be laser tag? Apartments. Uh, pre- and post-production motion picture studio sound stages. We're going to make a movie. Multiple restaurants, bars, brew pubs, and cafes, and a comedy club. And uh, fashion, electronic, lifestyle, convenience, and a recreational re- retail. So, now, I didn't anyway, read this. The, is the brewery holding off? Like, man, fuck y'all, we ain't doing it. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> but the the whole idea is that the front door of the place was basically like where the brewery currently sits. Right? They're like, oh, we. And so, of course, the people, the developers, came and said, "Hey, we want to buy your land. We want to buy your building." And the people that I don't know if you've ever been to Middletown. There ain't much there. No. And the people that own the brewery, Rolling Mill, which is actually a gluten-free brewery, one of only like 10 in the U.S. I hope they go under. Um, I'm the kidding. Owner I'm has kidding. Celiac. The owner Mill. has celiac. I'm, I'm sorry that you're deficient. Okay. Yes. But uh, 
they owned their building and they, you know, they, they redeveloped the building and it had been nothing for years prior to that. And they're like, Hey, we're not ready to give up our dream for something that they say that. And I, I can definitely hear you. And they're, they're from Middletown. Like, I think right. they're both like born and born and bred in Middletown. And, and I feel like they probably grew up in Madison though. Probably. But they said, we're not anti-development. We just have like a bad taste in our mouth. Like we'd have a bad feeling about this. And lo and behold, Gary, looks like it's probably not going to happen <laughs> anyway. Fell through. Good for yeah. you guys. I don't think it's Good officially fell through yet, but I think it was one of those where it's like. Take that idea. Any mid-major city, they want to do something crazy like that. Yeah. Sometimes they do. And Monorail. Mo- the, yeah. Most of the time, it flops. You know why? Because you, there's no no demand for that. Right. No offense. Nobody is still going to Middletown, even with not for, no. I mean, but people do go for like, they've brewery. got three brewer. They got three breweries there. Right. Yeah. They're all like vastly different um, places. The, the only time I, I lived in Cincinnati for seven years and Middletown ain't close to me. It's like 30 miles away. And the only time I've been to Middletown is to go to the breweries. I've been to all three breweries. Like Coast Steel. You didn't try to get a job there <laughs> multiple times. No, uh, which is called AK, AK steel now. Yeah. We used to have a family reunion at Armco park or probably AK park, whatever it is now, but it was Armco yeah. park. But yeah. And Middletown, I think is it, is it one of those towns that could use, some development, but I think that this is like a crazy, like shoot for the moon. Like this is, it's like wild. We're going to make the next goodwill hunting or saving private Ryan right here in Middletown, Ohio. And (laughs) just South of Middletown and Hamilton is a huge development. uh, That is going to be like a big, like sports complex. And they've got a bunch of stuff going on called spooky nook. And I'm like, I feel like that's probably going to draw a lot of people. And I don't know that, there's only so much like there was I found that there's a and like an amusement park and like kind of in that area that I'd never even heard of. What? I live like 40. I don't even know what it's called. Kings Island. Yeah, it's but I've never even heard of it. And that like kind it's like north of Hamilton for the name of the town. But and it's it's been there for however long. I've never heard of it. And I'm like, I feel like I would be the I love amusement parks, right? I love roller coasters. When's the last time? Have you seen any videos about it? No. Uh, A couple, uh, two years ago. You don't love it that much, so go ahead. Well, we were in a pandemic, Gary. I'm not riding roller coasters next. Live in fear, David, or live your life. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe if Travis Tritt was playing there, I would go. (laughs) You would risk it for the biscuit. (laughs) I would risk it. It would be a great day to be alive or dead if you go to one of his concerts without a mask on. We're going to get into some music here real quick, but I want to make a recommendation. Travis, Randy Travis. We had a whole conversation about this earlier. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Rest in peace, Randy Travis. Two years ago. She's still alive, by the way. Yes, you thought he was dead. (laughs) Was it three? I guess it was the end of 2000. Hold on. David and I both enjoy stand-up comedy. Now, dominating the headlines right now is Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And whether you love it or hate it, whatever, it's funny. Like, I find it very funny. And stuff. I find I, it, yeah. I find like, it very, uh, very telling of the times in that 
it's the if you actually watch it, it's kind of the exact opposite of what people are what saying, they're saying it is. People are taking sound bites and sound clips and like taking jokes out of context, which that's the worst thing you could possibly do is take a joke out of context. Like if you're going to protest and, and no offense, I mean, you, you have the right to protest and do whatever you want, but if you're going to protest, at least watch the damn special. Yeah. And it's the whole thing is the whole thing is a complete opposite. Like it's the complete opposite of like, he literally goes into it saying, I'm going to get canceled for this because people are going to say that this is what it's, what it is not. Right. right. And lo and behold, because he literally says like five times like this going to be my last special for a while, y'all, because yeah. I'm getting canceled. Right. Because but you know what that's doing? You know what all that's doing? Making him more money and putting his, keeping his name his out there. Dave Chappelle is the I best of all time. Yes. Not even. No one is even close. And to do it in this era, right, where it's. The most politically, and whether you like it or not, the fact is it's the most politically correct era. And he still is, you know, there's cause for him to be canceled and, you know, whatever. Um, and he still is just, you know, hey, I live in Yellow Springs, Ohio. And yeah. there's a whole know, bit about yeah. if he opened a strip club. And and the reason, honestly, he actually, it will be his last stand-up special for a while because he's actually opening up a comedy club in Yellow Springs. I'm sure he's going to be focusing on that for a while. Well, he did he's shows like, there like all during the pandemic. Yeah, in Yellow Springs. Yeah, that yeah. was like a big, they were all outdoors. It was He was like one of the first people to be, to bring back like live comedy and it was spread out. And, you know, he's got the, I see people all the time still with the Dave Chappelle logo masks and things like that. But and- anyway... He is the Magic Johnson of the coronavirus. Yes, but over I did like he said he got the Johnson and John the best one of the best jokes. He got the Johnson and Johnson. He said that he's like I'll have what the homeless people are having. Yeah, I'll take the third best one. <laughs> the third best option. Last night, Abby and I watched December of 2018. We went and saw Theo Vaughn live, and he's his new special is out on Netflix. It's called Real People. And, bro, very opposite of Dave Chappelle. Very just like topical, clean, goofy. Like no, no, but goofy, like over the top, goofy. Like can't believe some of the shit he's saying. And I laughed my balls off. The I will direct you to the part in the special, and also this was the same material I saw in 2018. You just rewatched it. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, he got like yeah. there's some new stuff in there, but most of the stuff I'd already heard. Live. That's funny, like when you laugh at something a second time and it's oh, still yeah. funny. Because like some I forget who the comedian was, they were like, I don't do any of my old jokes because people don't laugh, they applaud. Yeah. When I do my old, like, you know, whatever if I have a joke like you know a, like Jeff Fox a, really does, you might be a redneck and people applaud, they don't laugh. Yeah. It's, a, that's not funny, but he but had all, he was yeah. He talks about drinking with an older man, and he says, "Pretty sure he was a pedophile." <laughs> non practicing, <laughs> and I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what about him saying that made me die. <laughs> non practicing. <laughs> it just got me tickled. Anyway, this portion of the show brought to you by Amazon Music, Netflix dot com. 
netflix.com forward slash get beers and beards yeah get us to netflix they have podcast did you know they're they're coming out with podcasts i would not listen to a podcast on netflix um get amazon music.com forward slash beers and beards you know the drill we love you a little bit goes to us a little bit of free stuff for you keep it popping right let's keep this thing going yeah this week david i'm again a song i've never heard of um tell me tell me when the first time you ever heard this song uh when it came out in like 20 early 2010s so the band is broken bells and you're i'm sure familiar with broken bells is james mercer from the shins don't know him. which you might not not know them and also danger mouse from Niles barkley mm-hmm. teamed up and came up with the group broken bell they collaborated and started touring um released um an album in, in 20 i think 29 or 2009 2010 somewhere around there but um this is one of the songs from the i think it's from their first album which is called broken bells but they're just a good collaborate like it's like good collaborative group they both write music they it's an awesome song and a song because it's the month of october it's called October, but it really has nothing to do with October. It's actually about like naivete and like high school girls and how they're so naive and think that everything is very important. So hit it, DJ. Did you listen to this before I played it? So you show me round your town To have a gun and fire Our love is such a way to meet other friends who depend on I know we might seem hard Cause you're not the only one I remember myself as a lonely child So it was and you got me wrong that's not bad yeah it's a um that's very like quintessential of like what a lot of their stuff is like it's you know heavy on the instrument side and then like like kind of like poetic almost like like word spoken word type lyrics um but i'm a huge broken bells fan james mercer the shins one of my favorite bands and danger mouse is the talented one from Charles barkley don't know to no is happy. No, that's Pharrell Williams. Uh CeeLo Charles Charles Barkley is Barker, uh right? I remember when. You. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite Michael Jackson song? Thriller. Really? Yeah. See, I was scared to death of that growing up. Black or white is up there. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, Man in the Mirror is really good. That's like underrated. That's late Michael Jackson, though. Yeah, that was after his like heyday. Into the man in the mirror. I feel like he like 
kind of goes off a little bit in that song. Like yeah. he, yeah. If you want to make uh, the world a better place, take a look at yourself. That is really good. It is. None of those Billy, songs are what I picked. Billy Jean, Smooth Criminal. I mean, there he's got still nothing. But mm, I don't. Pretty young thing. I don't want to. My mom's favorite. Like Finding Neverland, all the controversy around it. So I picked a Michael Jackson song, not done by Michael Jackson, but still, when this song gets in my head, it's like three days. I'm just singing the hook. And this is Shaman's Harvest with Dirty Diana. Sounds like uh, saving Abel. Remember them? Yeah. See, this is about Princess Diana. I've never heard of this man before. Those are the best Michael Jackson songs where he goes like at least once in the song. Yeah, he's just got some some random utterances. Apparently, uh, the Shaman's Harvest does the theme song for WWE's Drew McIntyre. Never heard of him. So you got to do ours are going away, going away song, Gary. Saving Abel, addicted. Oh, I know that song. Yeah, that's a no. classic. That's I'm a classic. Addicted to all the things <laughs> you do. That's my song to you. I was gonna say your song to next Angie? week is is uh, your favorite Halloween song. What's that? I'm just I'm aware that's our theme next. Oh week. yeah, we'll do Halloween, Halloween songs. songs. But uh, you just said it. Alert, well, it's, yeah. it's Monster Mash. Okay. Nah, it ain't Monster Mash. Now they don't have to tune in next week. I'm family <laughs> theme song. <laughs> um, I did see the new Adams Family two movie. Was it good? Solid. Animated, right? Yes. I've heard a lot of people say it's good. Uh, Snoop Dogg is is in it at the end. Is he really? For He's what? in. I mean, I feel like if you give Snoop Dogg 150 bucks, he would. His cameos are 500. dollars So. Well, he's in literally anything that he's like, hey, you want you want some money to do this? And he's like, yes. Yes, I'll do it. He does everything. <sighs> if you've made it this far during the day or night, we love all you. of our respect. hearts. We love you. <laughs> with all I mean due respect, that. we love you. With all due respect, we love you. <laughs> Uh, it does mean a lot to us that you tune in, you listen, you interact. I get, I've had a lot of people ask me about starting a podcast. Do 25 push ups while you I, listen to this podcast. I just podcast. tell them don't do it. Just listen to mine. It, it, it will, it's say it is just as fulfilling. Yes. Comedy, your own goal, comedy, culture, reviews. I mean, really, what more Music. do you want? Yeah. Um, but we're available out there. I mean, you found it somehow, so you Spotify. know. Spotify. 
send us a uh, friend request. Friend request on, on MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> Did you see this, Gary? Uh, Facebook is most likely in the next week rebranding to what? I don't know, but they so apparently they have some sort of virtual reality thing that Oculus Rift. Yep, Mark Zuckerberg is coming out with, mm-hmm. and it has some sort something to do with Roblox. And I don't know. I just saw like you ever play Roblox? No, but my little brother is like obsessed with it. He talks about Roblox nonstop. So I kind of feel like I have to figure out what it. It's kind of like Minecraft, right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I have to fit. He's obsessed with YouTubers and Roblox. Yeah, that's kids these days he's nine so i'm I'm 41 and i'm kind of obsessed with it (laughs) same thing but uh anyway my so there was a joke like you know it was trending on twitter today that facebook is most likely rebranding partially because of all the bad negativity but they think it's going to be called horizon and what if what if horizon charges you 20 bucks a month to get on it i'm sure they will Spoiler alert, they make more off of advertising to each person than $20 a month. Yeah. I buy stupid shit off Facebook. Not even like buying, but just like awareness of. Yeah, I mean, it works. It's that the whole whistleblower thing is like they. Jet dry. Do you, are you, do you search for dishwashers a lot? Because if you do, it will target jet dry to you. And now everybody that listens to this or had it on. (laughs) It, you're gonna get jet, jet drives, or some something to do with dishwashing because you like to dishwash. This yeah. is our dishwashing podcast, brought to you by. Jet I dry. can't even think of any other than Jet Dry Whirlpool. No, not not dishwasher brand. Cascade. Cascade. Yeah, I got. I just got a dishwasher a couple months ago, so I'm new to the game. I got to get back into dishwasher, dishwashing liquid. Game. We love you all. Stick around. Play Drew McIntyre's theme song. (laughs) Listen to uh, this is tantric. Stick around. We got uh, coming up right after this. Joe Rogan, if you're on Spotify. Yeah. Until next week. I'm Gary. That's David. Toodaloo. 25 years ago today. Mankind buried Undertaker alive at WWF in your house. Undertaker was never to be heard from again. Yeah, right.